we're back. Hello. In our super cool studio. Yeah. So fetch. <laughs> it's really nice. It's pretty comfy. It's mine. It's my basement. Yeah, we can't record at my house. Well, we could, but... We could. I mean... There'd be a lot of background noise. My, I feel like there's plenty of background noise here with my dogs, cat, Alice. Alice. Anyway, <sighs> so, it's yeah. Murder Happy Hour, and I'm Amber. And I'm Morgan. And we're here to talk about murder. Good to see ya. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. What day is it? <laughs> Today is December 11th. Today is December 11th. What a lovely December yeah. day it is. I have a haircut today. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing today. Gosh. Those days just sure get away from you. Last I knew it was still November. Yeah. Isn't Crazy that times. Anyway, it is December 11th. And the holidays are coming. It so. is coming very soon. Yeah. Hope you got your Christmas shopping done. Or oh, Hanukkah God. shopping or Kwanzaa yeah, shopping. Whatever your whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. Yes. So, um, today we are going to discuss a lady. She's kind of a nice lady. Grandma looking lady. Her name is Dorothea Helen. Puente. Puente. I like also, her last name. Also known as the Death House Landlady. Yeah, such a fancy lady. Yeah, so she wasn't such a nice lady. Nope. Nope, not at all. She was um, born in 1929 as Dorothea Helen Gray to her alcoholic parents. God, this is just a trend. I know. Two in a row. Yes. Um, yeah, so her father tried to kill himself in front of her mm-hmm. also. And ended up dying of tuberculosis mm-hmm. when she was eight years old. Her mom was a prostitute. Yep. And she died when little Dorothea was nine. Yep. The following year after her dad died. Yeah. And That's a, a rough couple of years. And it really is. So she was sent to live in an orphanage where she was sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really... This was in the 1930s. Yep. Yeah, 30s. I, like, really hope that these things aren't happening I so know. frequently so these sad. days. And I know bad things are happening, but, ugh, this poor, poor sweet Dorothea. Something like that. <laughs> um, so, I don't really have much more on her childhood until she no, turned 16. Not, not but a whole lot. She ended up getting married at age 16 in 1945 yep. to a World War II soldier. Fred McFall. Yep. They had two daughters together. Um, but for some reason, and I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't. This was kind of beyond me. Yeah, it was just really like, it was mentioned but not explained. Um, one was sent to live with relatives. And then the other one they gave up for adoption. Um, she also got pregnant again and um, had a miscarriage. And then the following year after that, her husband left her. Yep. Um, she liked, quote, drinking, gambling, and other men, unquote. I mean, so. You do you. Yeah. Or um, do whoever. <laughs> in this case. Other men, apparently. 
So he had her actually committed to a yes. psych ward at one point. Which I'm wondering if that maybe isn't part of the reason why they're giving their kids away because I'm yeah, wondering if maybe her mental state. And yeah. She's drinking a lot, and that's yeah. generally not good for a pregnant woman. Right. So I really, I don't know what happened to those two daughters. I hope they went on to lead fairly normal lives, lives yeah. and found themselves with some good parents. But um, so Dorothea from here definitely like didn't settle down. She was just no. ramping up the crazy. So she started forging checks. Yes. And got caught and went to jail. Um, and it seems like that's kind of, like, her main living yeah, like, motivation. Yep. She just, like, wants the money, and she's going to get it. And she's a little manipulator, that Dorothy. Absolutely. And, yeah, so after her first husband had left her, mm-hmm. she ended up um, pregnant again with a man that she barely knew. And, again, placed um, this daughter that she had up for adoption. Yep. Um, after that, she married a Swedish man. Axel Johansson. Yes. And I think that's how you'd say it. I think it, can you say that again? That was nice. Axel Johansson. I like it. So. Johansson, something like that. She was, um, she was with Axel for 14 years. They were together, but it was not a mm. good marriage. No. It was turbulent, it says. Yes. Very turbulent. Um, a lot of crazy going on. Yeah, just not, not a good relationship. Um, she during this time was arrested again. This time for owning and managing a brothel, and ended up serving ninety days in jail. Um, so soon after, she was arrested for vagrancy, and she was sentenced and served another 90 days in jail. Yeah, which, what exactly what? is vagrancy? And I did have to look this up. It's basically being homeless. Oh. Which I thought was a little weird that it was a crime, but yeah. I don't know if there's maybe a little more I think it is, though, it. actually. Yeah, like, you're just not supposed to be, like, living You're not supposed to be sleeping and, on the bench. Yeah. And, and they put you in jail for 90 days for that? I guess so. Wow. Which, yeah, so same sentence for owning and managing a brothel as for being homeless. I don't... Well, she was homeless because she couldn't run her brothel anymore. Exactly. And I'm sure she was probably like, hey, I'll take my 90 days in jail. I don't have a place to live. So, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so this was just the beginning to her criminal escapades. Um, after she was released from jail this time, um, she did get a mainstream job. Mainstream job, Mm -hmm. yeah, as a nurse's aide. And she worked in elderly and disabled people's homes. Homes, yeah. So, I mean, this sounds nice until you find out a little bit more about it. She just wanted their benefit monies. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. Um, so she got the bright idea to start her own boarding house. And I think she, I think she started managing it. I think somebody else owned it. Yeah, it was just like in charge of it. Yep. Um, and so during this time she was still with her, um, husband Axel, but she ended up divorcing him and married Roberto Puente. Who was Roberto. 19 years younger than her. Um, they got married in Mexico City, and their marriage only lasted for two years. 
Um, so she started managing this like care home boarding house place and she rented an upstairs apartment in it where she lived. It almost sounds like an adult foster home type situation. Pretty, yeah, I mean, it pretty much is because it was yeah. where like. She took um, like hard cases. Yeah, like there were elderly people who didn't yeah. have anywhere to live. Yeah, um, no one to take care of yeah, them. Both yeah. physically and developmentally disabled people. Um, crim- criminals, I believe, even. Yeah, I think like halfway house ish type thing. Yep. Um, so this is what she's doing. Then after her divorce from Roberto Puente, she married again. Um, the year is now 1976. And she married Pedro Montelvo. Pedro. Yes. So I... Vote for Pedro. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he was an alcoholic and the marriage lasted only a few months. That's all I know yep. about Pedro. Yep, there's not much to say about Pedro. No, seems kind of like a quick, quick thing. Um, so after this, she apparently found some new ways to get money. She started prowling on older men in bars. Meow. Yep. I know. Um, she forged their signatures to cash their benefit checks. Nice. Took their money. Was charged with 34 counts of treasury fraud, but interestingly enough, did not serve any jail time. No, probation. You go to jail for being homeless, but not for fraud. Right, and when you've already gone to jail for forging checks and stuff, so it's not like Like, this is... it's not like this is new to you. No, this is definitely repeat behavior. So, yeah, that was kind of crazy to me, but... So, anyway, so back to her boarding house and her Mm -hmm. job there. Um... Like, some people said she was super great. They, you know, she was, like, a grandma-like the person. The best meals. Yep. Um, was super kind. Mm-hmm. Nice old lady. Took in stray cats. Gave people veggies from her garden. You know, I mean, just what you'd, like, typically she has think. She quite the fertilizer for that garden. Oh, boy. <laughs> Could you imagine if you eat vegetables from a garden fertilized with human like that would just be too much for me like oh did my potato grow next to a oh God. body this is why i primarily eat processed foods like frozen pizzas <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> that's why mac and cheese ain't gonna do that to me exactly um but yeah so then the some of her tenants though did not like her they Mm-mm. claimed that she was like withholding their mail and their money yep. and um all these people were receiving some sort of benefit checks like mm-hmm. whether it be social security or disability or things like that and i mean it was technically her job to like manage all this but yep. obviously she's supposed to be giving them the money um she was cashing their checks, and she was keeping a portion for herself for expenses. Expenses. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, during this time, her income from all these checks was over $5,000 yeah, a month. Yeah, like that's like a <laughs> decent chunk now, let alone back in the day. Back in the 70s, 80s. Yeah. Dorothy. <laughs> I know. Dorothea, sorry. Dorothea. So, um, her first, who they think was her first victim, and they, um can't they didn't prove it she wasn't charged yeah. for this one but um in april of 82 um ruth monroe who was 61 years old ruth went into business with dorothea um she her husband was ended up being hospitalized with terminal cancer and so she moved in with dorothea to mm-hmm. save some money yep and just like mysteriously started becoming really ill herself yeah. and um 
died of an overdose. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, they found both codeine and um, acetaminophen, which is like Tylenol, yeah. in her system. And so Dorothea told the police that like she was depressed and suicidal from her, I think like from her husband's illness, yep. and there was no suicide note or anything, but it was all very believable. And yeah, so just they didn't ruled, think much of it. Yep, so they ruled it as a suicide. Um, and she, so being as they were in business together, they had a joint bank account. And so she took, she like drained the bank yeah. account and stole thousands of dollars and of also got money from her estate, which I like don't know how she managed that one, but yeah, obviously they believe she had a part in that, uh, had a part else. in that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so a few weeks later after this incident, um, Malcolm McKenzie, who was 74 years old, accused her of drugging him and yeah. stealing from him. Little did he know. Yeah, well, and he got off good. He I mean, was gonna get it. Yeah, he is alive still. So, well, not well, still, probably not but now, I mean, but. at the time, he met, he made it out alive. Um, so she actually was convicted of theft and sentenced to five years in jail. Like, so much jail for this lady. She was just in and out of jail. She was. Grandma. And just, like, kind of, like, little stints, too. I yeah. mean, five years is kind of a long time, but... Yeah, um, not an excessive amount of money for drugging somebody and trying to try, steal yeah, stuff exactly. from them, but... So, while in jail, she was still up to her money-making ways. Um, she started... A pen pal relationship with a 77-year-old man from Oregon. He's just the cutest thing. (laughs) Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see a picture of him. He was just the cutest. Um, And I don't really understand, like, how she came about this pen pal relationship. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like that's him. That's him. He's so sweet and sweet. And this poor, crazy lady just... Just took advantage of poor old Everson. Um, but yeah, so they wrote back and forth, like mm-hmm. started this relationship and, um, she ended up only actually serving three years of her five-year sentence. So lo and behold, here he comes, sweet old man to pick her up from jail. In and his brand new red pickup. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, you know, eventually became boyfriend, girlfriend. Thank girl. Um, so... November 1985, um, Dorothea hired a man named Ismael Flores to do some work on her apartment. Ishmael. And it was, like, a weird payment arrangement. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, like, if you, you know, do this labor and then also give me $800, like, you can have this old pickup, like... Yeah, you this can have this red my, pickup. Yep. Huh, sound it's, familiar, folks? Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> She's like, it's just, you know, boyfriends, he doesn't need it anymore, like, we'll just, like, yes. this is a good trade, you know, whatever. He doesn't need it anymore. Yeah. Because he's in He my- sure doesn't backyard oh my goodness well yeah so then and I don't know like what I don't know if this guy was just like really hard up and just needed the work or what but she's like hey do you want to build me a six by three by two foot wooden box like let me know when it's done this human human sized box yeah like a coffin kind of yeah Mm. just you know just real quick I just need to store some books and some other items in it (laughs) some other things (laughs) So he, like, whipped up this box for her. Six by three by two box. (laughs) (laughs) And 
then she like immediately filled it with stuff. I mean, nailed it shut. Yeah, and then wanted this guy to drive it to a storage depot for her. Yep, and she's like, you know what? I'll just come with you. Like, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just ride along. And then she's like, you know what? Like, it's just junk anyway. Just throw it in this river bank. Yep, just dump it over. Like, no biggie, you know. He's and fine. He's fine. So. So he did. He was like, okay, lady, like, whatever. So dumped this box full of unwanted Stuff. items. <laughs> A.K.A. Everson Gilmouth. Exactly. So exactly. a poor fisherman discovered the body in January of 86. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a couple months after it was dumped. But the body, unfortunately, was not identified for three, three years. years. Which I suppose they didn't have DNA like they do today. And... During this know. time, she was still collecting Everson's pension, though. <laughs> Shocker! And told his family that he hadn't been in touch with them because he was sick. Because you're sick for three years. Well, and it's like, okay, so he can't, like, call? Or write a letter? <laughs> himself, yeah. Or, like, if you're smart, you would write the letter for him and be like, he is dictating this letter to me because he is too ill to write. I mean, but it like, doesn't take a rocket scientist. Well, and I'm just curious. Like, I mean, maybe his family wasn't close to him. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, guessing. Maybe. And they were just like, okay, like, mm-hmm. see you, Gramps, you know. But I don't know. It's just weird. And during this time, this three years time span of when they found the body and when it was ruled that it was Everson, she had lots of boarding tenants coming in and out of her boarding house due to her ability to handle the tough cases. Yeah. Even though... She had been ordered to stay away from the elderly and not handle any government money. Yeah. But she yet, was caught doing so 15 times, and it was never once put in no, her file. They, like, came and were like, oh, this is a violation of your, like, probation, probation or parole. whatever. Yeah. No biggie, though. Yeah. Like, nothing came nope. of it. So, that, yeah, that was crazy. She's busy. She's very busy. <laughs> She's getting the after it. Yeah. She likes kill people and so then I know basically what they come to find that she was doing is she would dose them up with drugs Mm -hmm. then sneak into their room when they passed out and smother them yep and then and then she would hire homeless men or criminals to dig holes yeah she did she had this guy named chief who was her personal handyman yeah and like obviously he's not gonna adopt him him. yeah so he doesn't care like he's like great i have this job like i have this lady taking care of me like i'm gonna do whatever but he like dug holes Mm -hmm. he um, dug up her basement yeah also took down a garage covered it with a concrete slab covered the basement hole with a concrete slab and then chief disappeared Yep, after Chief finished his work, he was never to be seen or heard yeah. from again. And that's what originally, like, alerted people that something yeah, was Yeah, the up. neighbors were because like, Because he was kind of, like, weird. Pop- Chief was kind of, like, a popular... Yeah, they all knew Chief. And yeah, they knew every them. town has one. Oh, yeah, We've sure. got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> they who shall not be named. Exactly. You know, if you're from our town, you know. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the neighbors, like, obviously thought it was kind of weird that yeah. this, like, there was holes being dug and all this stuff and happening. And all of a sudden, Chief's gone. Yeah. And also, they said that, like, they complained of a weird smell. Yeah. But they just, like, 
lock their windows and shut their doors and but it was just sewage and dead rats that's what dorothy is oh my god just sewage and dead rats in my backyard no biggie not dead bodies nope not at all it's fine all the missing people nope don't worry about it so i'm just holding their checks for them till they get back yeah exactly like goodness gracious um so yeah so the first one that actually like led to her arrest was and questioning um, yeah. yeah was alberto montoya um a developmentally disabled man schizophrenic uh, yep and he was reported missing by a social worker and like i think a lot of these people kind of fell into the cracks yes. but this guy had a really good social worker who yep. like kind of kept tabs on him and just like thought it was a little weird that mm-hmm. couldn't be contacted and i want to say at one point like dorothea was like oh he's on vacation like what mm-hmm. you would you just book you're a flight living- to you're living in a boarding Mexico. house yeah. and you're schizophrenic and developmentally disabled and your co- caseworker who's like in pretty good contact with you is just like, okay. Yeah. No. So, no. So she reported him missing and um, police went to the boarding house, which was his last known address, searched the house, didn't um, didn't see anything, but one of the tenants uh, reported that there were like all these holes being dug yeah, in the backyard. there was some disturbed ground in the yep. backyard. <laughs> so they went out there, started digging, found a leg bone, decomposed foot. Yep, so... There's Mr. Montoya. No, that was actually Leona Carpenter. Well, another Leona. lady. Yeah, he was found as well. But yeah, yeah, he wasn't the first foot. No, but yeah, so, but right away, like, when they were just, you know, like... At her house and whatever they mm-hmm. didn't they let her go she wasn't necessarily yeah. a suspect which i think they later like totally regretted we're they like, were like oh. yeah that was the wrong call <laughs> oh, <laughs> our <what>? bad <laughs> but she was quote grandmotherly yeah she seemed really good at fooling people yeah so she was just this like sweet old lady even though she had this whole long rap sheet whole long rap sheet and whole slew of people dead in her backyard exactly so she peaced out um fled to Los Angeles. They actually, like, put out this huge manhunt for her, thought she might have gone to Mexico. Um, she does like the Latin woman. Yes, she does. But she <laughs> she went to L.A., <laughs> found herself another old guy in a bar, tried to, like, weasel her way into his benefit money, but he was like, ah, I recognize this yeah. broad. So he, like, realized, yep, this lady, like, they're looking for her. He'd yep. seen her on and TV. they turned her in. Yep. Busted. Exactly. So as they're, you know, as she's off on her little Rob jaunt, Springer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ended up finding seven bodies yes. in her backyard. So it was not, in fact, sewage and <clears throat> It was not. It was, in fact, dead people. It sure was. They were, like, wrapped in sheets and duct tape and would you wonder like did she actually take them downstairs herself and bury them or did somebody do it for her that yeah that's a thing like with all these handymen that she hired like did she have some of them kind of help her like i wonder if chief helped her with this and then chief met a timely demise exactly chief knew too much bye bye chief so yeah and she was charged with nine murders Mm -hmm. including everson gilmouth who had been um, put in the box. Unidentified for three years, so. Yep, and then eight tenants. Yep. So how did the, the eighth tenant, 
Mm -hmm. They only found seven bodies. Mm, Oh, the other one. The um, Ruth Monroe. I suppose they didn't find her body. No, I have charged with nine murders... Her boyfriend, Everson, and eight tenants. Oh, yeah, Ruth Monroe's included. Yeah. Yep. So there's Ruth Monroe, um, the Leona lady whose foot was found yep. right away. Alvaro Montoya, the one who was yep. reported missing. And then um, Dorothy Miller, Benjamin Fink, James Gallup, Vera Faye Martin, and Betty Palmer, who yep. all recited. And they were all, I think, like, not necessarily all elderly, but upper, like, older and um, either elderly or disabled. And disabled of some. Yeah. So, but they think, so they've, um, they charged her with the nine murders. Um, I read somewhere else that it was, like, pretty sure that there was actually six more. But then they said, yeah, they said the number could actually be as high as 25. Oh. Because family members came forward later. Looking for people. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. they were like, you know what, like, my brother or whoever, like, stayed at this boarding house. Joe Bob stayed there. Yeah. (laughs) And so... Like, those are definitely unconfirmed, but it's a possibility. Okay. So, she was convicted of actually only three of these murders and sentenced to two life sentences. The jury ended up deliberating for 24 days, which was the longest jury deliberation in a murder case in state history. And I know there was, like, one juror who was... Stuck on it. Yeah. There's always one. Yeah. And so I think that's actually... Because she looked like a little cute grandma, exactly. which actually... Wait, wait until you guys see a picture of this lady. She doesn't look... She looks mean. <laughs> she looks like a bad bee grandma. She does. She looks like she's going to smother you with a pillow. Yeah, and she will if you're getting she a benefit will. check. Because yeah. she wants that check. She don't care about you. But yeah, so I think that's why it ended up being only like three that yeah. she was really convicted of. But anyway, either way, she ended up... Um, Serving life without parole. And died in 2011 of natural causes. In jail. The funny thing is, like, she was only 59 at the time of her arrest. But yeah. she looks like a grandma. Like, just like an she old lady. She looks like lady. she's probably in, like, her 80s. For sure. From, like, way back like, when. Like, not a lot of wrinkles. No, but, like, the gray hair, yes. like, the perm, like the big here. glasses. Like, this is while she's an inmate. There's another photo of while she's an inmate. And she definitely <laughs> looks older there. She looks mean. And she's got her thick eyeliner around. I can see where she maybe looks a little you sweet in some of the older boot. ones. Yeah. Like, uh, not as many forehead wrinkles here. But she just looked, like, I wonder if she almost played up that persona, though. Yeah, you kind of wonder. Like, like if, oh, Poor me. Yeah, like if she could have chosen to dye her hair and like wear different yeah. glasses, but she was like, "Oh, I'm Grandma Dorothea. I'm gonna bake you a pie and murder you. Come live with uncle. me. I'll take care of you. Yeah, one way or another. Oof. So actually, something interesting about this case is uh, a man that came forward and is supposedly her grandson named William Hart. William Harder. He actually has her uh, remains. She was cremated is the founder of MurderAuction.com, which we've <gasps> talked about before. No way! Yes, and claims to be her grandson and says he had, like, a grandmotherly relationship with her. Um, and there's, like, pictures of him with Charles Manson and stuff. Like, he's behind this whole big nasty murder auction website and claims to be her grandson, but I don't know if it's ever been refuted or if they've actually, like... Done testing. One, how how did he end up with her ashes? They got released to him 
somehow. And yeah. I wonder if they verified him at all. Or... Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Not the murder auction site. So that's kind of a weird little twisty twist. That's crazy. Yeah. William Harder is his name. Murderauction.com. Yeah, we've totally talked about this. Mm-hmm. What was um, Robert Berdella? Yep. We were looking it up. With and I the think they had they some selling. stuff from Herb. Yeah, too. they did. They had all kinds of stuff, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So, not sure if it's actually a thing or not, but... But he claims it is. He claims that Dorothea is his grandma, which is very interesting to me. Um, but yeah, so Dorothea, the the interesting thing is too, she like maintained her innocence this whole time <laughs> as well. Like, I don't think she was denying, obviously, like taking the money, like. But you just didn't checks. kill them. But she, yeah, like she was like, oh, they all died of natural causes. Oh. Okay. Well, then why are... No. Okay. You're still guilty, even if that was the case, burying them in the backyard. And, like, they... I mean, I think they were able to tell that they had all, like, drugs in their system and... Yeah. And and you had been smothered with a pillow? Yeah. Japers. (laughs) She was, um... At one point, actually back when she was in prison back in um, the mid-80s, a psychologist diagnosed her as schizophrenic with no remorse or regret for the things that she Mm. did. Makes sense. Yeah. But she, like, her whole life, I mean, obviously she was a liar, but she was like, she just seemed to be like this big pathological liar because obviously she was like stealing money and all this stuff. But she, I also read in one article that she... Um, claim to have cancer and like would tell people that to get sympathy and stuff but it like her story always changed it was always like cancer in a different place and like you know she never was actually going to treatment and stuff like that but she just yeah you wonder if she in her mind actually believed yeah I think she did and she one of the I think it was in the same article um it'll be linked in our sources, but, um, there was an interview that somebody did with her when she was in prison and she almost was like making up her past life. Like she was telling all these crazy stories of like all this stuff, like stuff that she believed. Yeah. Like she was like, yeah, I danced in the Rockettes and I did, I mean, just like all like, and traveled to all these crazy places all the time and worked here and did this. And it was like obviously untrue because we know, you know, most of her history. Yeah. Yeah, But it seemed like she really truly believed it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Damn. Yeah, that's... Grandma Dorothea. Oof. Um, another fun fact, her <laughs> her house is going to be featured in Murder House Flip, a series... I can't remember what streaming series it's coming to, but it's coming, like, next year sometime, like, 2020. Um, but, yeah, she's got... Like, the house is, like, this cute, um, old Victorian Yeah, it's a cute house. little house. Yeah, it is really nice, and it looks like it's in a decent neighborhood, like... The neighbors were interviewed on this thing, and they were just, like, talking about it and stuff. But they're going to use sonar to see if there's any more bodies in the backyard. Oh, God. I suppose you have to before you flip it. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, so this article that I found was from um, October 24th of 2019. So I don't know. Okay. I haven't, so a little ways off. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I haven't heard anything else since, but I kind of want to 
I kind of want to set my Google alerts on that one. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> kind of interesting happens. to see. I wonder if there is any more bodies back there. I bet there is. Well, I'm, there almost has to be if... Something back Yeah, like there. if they think all these other people died while under her care. Yeah, you know? like where else Or like where else would they go? Yeah, or like do you wonder too, like so she got the one guy to dispose of the one body, you know, maybe... Yeah. Maybe they were disposed of in other places and she decided it was just easier to put them in the backyard. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd watch that. I, yeah, I really, one of my friends texted me about it at one point. She's like, look at this show. It seems totally right up your alley. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Combine me some fixer-upper with some yeah, that would be murder <laughs> stories. I don't know that I would ever personally buy that house. Oh, but, heck no, ooh. but I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and let you guys know yeah. if something comes about. Yeah. Pretty soon, two weeks, we'll have a special Christmas episode out for you guys because Christmas just so happens to fall on Wednesday. So yes, we're so excited for it. We're searching for a special Christmas murder missing something, something, something for you. We don't want to let it give anything away here, but make sure you guys tune in for that. But until then, stay safe and lock, lock your, your freaking doors. doors. Bye. Bye.